0: Welcome in, folks, to the latest edition of Get to the Point. I'm Joe DeLeon, and not with me in studio is Sean Anderson, but we are still in contact over the phones. He's phoning in today's episode. He is technically with us, but not really. How are you doing, Sean? I'm doing good, Joe. How are you? Uh, I am great. It is a wonderful day here in the state of Rhode Island. Sean is back home in Virginia for the summer. I am up here for summer workouts, and I also have an internship with uh, two separate media departments, uh, one with a future league baseball team, and then also with the URI athletics program, but we're going to get right into it, and Sean and I were actually having a brief conversation recently about Infinity War, and considering how good of a movie it was, we're not going to spoil anything, but Sean was telling me that he thinks that it was easily a 9.5 out of 10, which is a pretty high praise to give for a movie.
1: Yes, I would highly recommend it. If you have invested any time or thought into the franchise, uh, especially the Avengers portion of that franchise, then I think this is a good It it is just, uh, they took the the series a complete different direction. It had an awesome scene. They were able to do it uh, beautifully. I thought it was actually a beautiful movie at times.
0: You know, the one thing I will say is it does not do anything that you would expect. You know, oftentimes, these Marvel movies and these superhero movies tend to follow a, a script and a process in which things occur. But they did a, the complete opposite of that, and they also set it up perfectly for the next movie. Uh, i not going to go into too many details. Like I said, don't want to spoil it. But you were saying that your, your friends didn't like it?
1: Um, no, I think they, well, without spoiling it, they did not like the ending, and they like endings wrapped up in a nice little Oh, that's, that's a And that's just the way that, that's just the way that they view movies, and we got in a huge fight on the car ride home, and I've come (laughs) to peace with the fact that they just want the the movies to be completely finished for them, and not have that that suspense that can linger and just kind of you know drive you towards the next movie yeah uh, i think it's um i don't know i i really i think if you get a movie to literally make my jaw drop in the theater then that movie is worth high praise like there were a couple times i noticed that my like my mouth was wide open yeah <laughs>
0: Well, the, the one thing I'm going to say, though, is you were saying how they wanted everything to be wrapped up and done with, but albeit they are they're they do like to drag things out for the sake of making more money, but honestly, in my opinion, I'd love to keep going back to the theater and keep watching these movies. Like, I, I don't want things to be done. I don't want things to be started over in a couple years or something like that. I want to keep seeing where this can go, but we've talked exactly. about the Infinity War. Now we're going to go into some news around the league and... The most pressing news that we have is OTAs are starting. Rookie mini camps already occurred. Some guys have been looking good. Some guys have actually not been showing up to OTAs. And some of the big name guys that we're talking about are Le'Veon Bell, Aaron Donald, and Julio Jones, who are all three of them are top three at their positions. You could argue that they're all the best at their positions for their very specific play styles, but. Do you think that there is any concern with these guys missing OTAs? And what do you think the likelihood that they do end up getting the deal that they are seeking?
1: I am most concerned about Aaron Donald not going up. Um, I think that's an issue, him being the the lockbox choice for number one defensive tackle in the league. And somehow the Rams are not – uh, fulfilling him there. And that is a big, uh, that like, we've had to talk about Le'Veon Bell, and he's going to end up coming around, and I think that's going to work out. And the Falcons are obviously going to shell out for Julio, and if they don't, then I, mean, I they, don't know. They, they, I, I believe be they, did,
0: they have shelled out in the past for Julio before. I, he did get an extension already, right. I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah, he got a five-year five extension, I think, in, what was it 16, 2016? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, and I think he just wants uh, a bigger payday after sees all these other receivers that are not uh, I was you know as good as him or you know that he just wants to be the highest paid receiver in the league uh, given his uh, talents and his production. So I think they'll they'll uh, give him that. But Aaron Donald is the confusing case for me, and I don't know what the Rams are doing.
0: Well, the one thing I'm going to say just this kind of made me think: the New York Giants better get a deal done with Odell before the Falcons get one done with Julio because as soon as Julio gets paid the, as the highest paid receiver, the New York Giants are going to have to pay more than that. There is no way that Odell does not demand any more. Considering right now that's what he's yeah, asking for. Same. He's asking to be the highest paid receiver.
1: Right. If I, if vice versa. I would like uh, the, the Falcons to, to get a deal done before Odell and save some, some cash <laughs> It, I just, it, yeah.
0: Well, they they do it's have a pretty low cap, though. Not super low, but considering the, the amount of talent that they have on that team, because it is a fairly young team, though, minus Matt Ryan. Most of those guys are oh, under just, 30, especially on that defense.
1: Yeah, they, they have a young defense, and they're going to have to either lose a bunch of pieces or shell out for that defense. And then also Julio needs to understand that they just locked down his uh, his guy Matt Ryan mm-hmm. for another five years. So that's that's where the that's where a, a big a big amount of the money went this year. Yeah, but but next year they'll probably uh, Tevin Coleman will probably walk. I'd say from Atlanta.
0: Yeah, he's um, going to be asking a, for too a, much money, and a more desperate team is going to be willing to pay him.
1: Yeah, I think Coleman will walk. I think Sanu will leave, and that'll clear up two off uh Not big, but it'll clear out enough for Julio, I believe, to get paid. I don't have all the numbers, and I'm not one of those uh, uh, salary cap guys, the people that focus uh, solely on that stuff yeah. around the league. But I think it, it, when Atlanta uh, lets those two walk, then, um, then Julio will be able to get paid. But he's just got to be patient.
0: Isn't Devonta Freeman up for a contract soon if i'm correct.
1: Uh they'll re- they'll, they'll re-sign Freeman.
0: Yeah, they i doubt they'll break the bank for him considering I mean he's obviously a good running back and he's proven I think he was top 5 in rushing 2 years ago, but just at the end yeah. of the day he he hasn't been super consistent he's had to lean on Tevin Coleman a little bit. In my oh. opinion, i just i don't i don't see them setting a new market for running backs with DeVonta Freeman of all people. Unless he has a an elite season this year and has an All Pro season.
1: If he has another, I'll just say Pro Bowl season. Yeah, you know, ten plus touch thousand yards. Okay, which is really, which is really all you can ask from a running back.
0: Uh, but game. I don't you even, know? I don't even know if that's enough touchdowns. to. I don't even know if that's enough for them okay. to try and break the bank on him. I feel like about, if he had a top five rushing season and top five in touchdowns, then it'd be a different story. But like a Pro Bowl. Like we see that from running backs like they'll get it one year, then they won't get it the next.
1: Yeah, Joe, but I'm uh I'm considering it along the lines of him solely rushing and not his versatility in the receiving game, in the sense of a thousand rushing yards and a thousand rushing touchdowns, and then whatever he picks up receiving a thousand say,
0: rushing touchdowns, you mean ten?
1: <laughs> I said I said ten.
0: You said a thousand rushing touchdowns. Did I? Did I really? No, you're good. Oh, gosh.
1: gosh. But, yeah, uh, say he picks up 500 uh, receiving yards and, you know, four to five receiving touchdowns, then I think that ends up being enough money to not break the bank but give him good money.
0: Yeah, I agree. I I just – I wouldn't be surprised if there was a situation in which he was asking for more that they were willing to pay and he left and got paid somewhere else. Him and Coleman, I think they're both in the position to, for that to happen.
1: I think that they retain one of them. Yeah. I think they would like to retain both of them, but Coleman is, I guess, starting to prove himself a little, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I think he would get picked up somewhere just because he's, he's you know, so fast. I mean, that's just a big desire. But I don't see him being a one-back anywhere.
0: No, no, but he he certainly could get paid to be a versatility-type running back. But... You have to take into account, though, when he was a rookie, through the first two or three games, he was the number one back, and he was rushing like it. I think he had a couple hundred-yard games in there, and then a couple, you know, I don't think two touchdown games, but he still he was still proving that he could take the load, and then he got hurt, and then we Are ended up seeing... Coleman? Yeah, I'm talking about Tevin Coleman. He got hurt, and then Devonta Freeman exploded that year. Well, and Coleman... Then it, ended up, then it ended up being Coleman as the two, and he, him being a... Change of pace type back.
1: Well, Coleman, uh, that first game versus Philly, I remember it distinctly. He did end up with a hundred rushing yards, but within like the first three games, he had two or three fumbles, and he had uh, he had ball security issues his first year, and then he did get nicked up, and then uh, Freeman came in there and, and took the role. Yeah, uh, I think it's fine, but he did he mostly lost his his spot due to uh, uh, ball security.
0: Yeah, that that is true. I just, it was, Freeman was able to take the spotlight because of Coleman being out. It was was just what I was saying.
1: I mean, next man up, but the next man up, I would say, is better.
0: Okay, fair point. So now the next around the league topic that we're going to be discussing is, there is indication from documents in the collusion case of Colin Kaepernick and some other players who have chosen to protest social issues during NFL games, and some of these documents have indicated that some teams actually believe that Colin Kaepernick is a starter. Now, albeit these teams might think it, maybe it's only one or two. I don't know the details to the fullest extent. I'm not sure if they can even disclose that much, but I frankly don't, I don't see it. I don't think that he's a starting quarterback. Maybe the teams that think he is are the teams that don't have room for him in the roster and aren't willing to pay him as much as he might be asking for, or just already have a, a very significant backup and a good starter. At the end of the day, though, I really don't think Colin Kaepernick has proven over the last few years. Now, I do, I will say, he did have a very good start to his career. His first three seasons, had a QBR over 70, but the last two, in which we saw him in more of a limited role, his QBR was no higher than 49 I know that's not terrible, but that's still not good. And in addition to that, I'm, I'm pre- he did have a pretty low interception rate, which is fairly good. He didn't throw any more than five out of those two years. But he does choose to run more often than other quarterbacks. And then I just the only thing that I want to add on to that though is I feel like that the market for running quarterbacks has really shrunk, especially after seeing guys like RG three get almost pushed out of a starting role and then continued. Injury concerns for Cam Newton. I just, at the end of the day, I don't think a team wants to invest in a guy that, one, causes drama, and two, could also get hurt.
1: Right. I, I, I would like to uh, not focus as much on the off-the-field drama issues. But I, I
0: agree. I'm, I'm focusing him on evaluating him as a player.
1: Right. So I, I have kind of a, uh, stick with me here, a comparison. It, he is like uh, Mark Sanchez really hot start to the beginning of his career and I, I'm sure after uh, it blew up in New York there were still a couple teams that were like oh well we saw what he could do he he might be a starter and that's just saying them saying yeah he could be because we saw what he could do yeah but now he can't that's a, that's a
0: pretty good comparison right.
1: you, you, you think that's all right
0: yeah actually I, I do think that is a really good p- comparison
1: I mean you went Sanchez went to two AFC championships back to back with the Jets Kaepernick went to an NFC Championship at a Super Bowl back to back with the Niners, so I just see it as uh, it's pretty parallel in the way that they were uh, a meteoric rise and then they uh, flashed out out of the atmosphere.
0: Uh, I'm looking at his his rushing totals. A couple seasons he had over 500 yards rushing. It just it only it almost perplexes me that maybe he should try playing tight end or receiver. He's a big dude. He's 6'4", 225. I don't know. It's just a a thought that came to my mind. I feel like if if maybe you tried to give him the rock in a different way, some other teams might be willing to do that. But at the end of the day, there's some other concerns that come into that into play, particularly the the off-the-field issues that have been making some teams wary of bringing him on to their squad.
1: I think – Alright, this is the one, I think, that if you were to bring him on the squad, yeah, any team, there would be backlash from, the, uh, I, not a majority or a minority, but there would be backlash from some fans, mm-hmm. and I don't think that the league is willing to risk that, or any team is willing to risk that.
0: Well, the other thing that's worth but- noting is... There might be guys in the locker room that also there might be some backlash to whatever team signs him. You know, not everybody agrees with, with what he's doing and the way he's doing it. There might be some guys that are uncomfortable with that and don't want to don't want to have that type of person or not so much that type of person. That's the wrong wording. They don't want somebody that they that. I'm trying to think how I want to phrase this, but but you understand what I'm saying though that I feel that there there's also but the potential for guys in the locker room not liking him. And then also some of the guys that don't want the negative attention on the team. Some guys just want to go there and play football. They don't want to be getting interviewed in a press conference asking about another guy that's probably not even going to be your starter.
1: Yeah, I it, I think that I think I that that's exactly how I would want to leave that conversation as is cuz we could talk about it for hours yeah. and people people have talked about it for hours. I just think that, I mean, there are teams that could say, yeah, he could be a starter, you know, like he could be, but that doesn't mean that he will be or he is. It's just a a statement on the potential and what he's been able to do uh, previously in his career.
0: Mm -hmm. It is all one big what if. And speaking of what ifs, we're actually going to be discussing for the remainder of our podcast today our... Quarterbacks who we think will end up being the top five in the league next year. So Sean and I wrote articles and did our own analysis breaking down these lists. And this is all a situation in which we think what will happen, not the top five guys going into the league, into the 2018 season right now. And basically we based it off of things like how they might perform statistically, the talent that they have around them and how they might step up and then also the ways that they might help their franchise and team win and take them to the playoffs. So the, the two lists that we have accumulated and created, mine was one, Carson Wentz, two, Matt Ryan, three, Ben Roethlisberger, four, Jared Goff, and then five, Tom Brady, and then Sean had Carson Wentz, one, Tom Brady, two, Philip Rivers, three, Derek Carr, four, and Kirk Cousins, five. So there was some agreement there about two guys that should be in the top five, and then we actually both, coincidentally, both had the number one quarterback the same as Carson Wentz of the Philadelphia Eagles. Why did you pick Carson?
1: I picked Carson Wentz because he could just ball. He's got, I mean, you you can combine a a slew of uh, blue-chip quarterbacks in the league and, and, like, uh, and make Carson Wentz. Like I'm sure you've seen the diagrams of like what the ideal running back would be and they take a different piece from each running back. Yeah. Yeah, and with Carson Wentz, it's like you can see different pieces of different elite quarterbacks within him and he just um, he just balls out. I mean, he doesn't you know, he, obviously he's going to throw a couple interceptions. He's going to make some young quarterback mistakes, but when he get, he just takes over a game. He can take over a game which is Rodgers' esque he can escape uh, under pressure, which is, you know, like Big Ben, and he's been able to, to deliver in, um, I wouldn't say like super tense clutch, but he's been able to perform in the fourth quarter yeah. like Brady.
0: Yeah, I don't think we really I, saw any situations last year in which he was like forced to, did he have any game-winning drives? I honestly can't even remember. I don't I, think he had, a, he didn't, I don't think he really had to step up in anything super crazy, but he still performed well. Yes, they might. Yeah, I, I
1: didn't see him blow it in the fourth. At yeah. least he was able to to maintain a lead, a lead and then keep uh, delivering. So I think he is going to be uh, the number one next year.
0: So I like to point out, and the reason why I put Wentz is for a number of reasons that you said, but just adding a little bit more to that, it's it's worth pointing out that last season he only played thirteen games and he still managed. 3,296 passing yards and 33 touchdowns. That's some guys' finish to the year. That's some quarterbacks how they end up finishing all 16 games. And that's a pretty that's a pretty good year in my opinion. Even if he didn't play those last three games, but he was on pace and could have easily broken past 4,000 passing yards and 40 touchdowns. Realistically, if he kept continuing to play the way he was. He was looking like it, but albeit we weren't able to see a full season or the Super Bowl run that Nick Foles ended up taking over for because of the knee injury that occurred. And a lot of times people like to knock down Carson Wentz because they say, oh, Nick Foles was able to f- to flourish in this system and the coaches were able to help him and make things easier for him. And that's why Carson Wentz isn't as good as people think. Because if Nick Foles can play well, then Carson Wentz, of course, will be able to play well. But the one thing I'm going to say to that is I'm going to spin it more positively is I think that if Nick Foles can do well in that situation, Carson Wentz has the tools to be an absolute elite quarterback. So that means he's going to do incredible with the things that he has around him. He has all the same receivers as last year, minus Torrey Smith, who didn't really stand out much in in the later end of his career. But he still has those same guys. He's still got Alshon Jeffries. He's still got Nelson Aguilar. And then he also added... Dallas, Dallas Goddard, who could be a pretty good red zone threat for him to go along with Zach Ertz. And also not to mention, he's also getting Marcus Peters back. I just At the end of the day, I don't see how you could not have him as the best quarterback in the league, particularly for what's around him and the tools that he possesses as a human being.
1: You're absolutely right. And if somebody is knocking the scheme, then they're just mad that their team is not using said same scheme. Uh, I think you made an excellent point saying, oh, well, Nick Foles could do it, yeah, but Carson Wentz could still do it better. So I think that just opens up a a wave of potential for him to to become the clear-cut number one.
0: Yeah, definitely agree with you on that. And the next thing we're going to be talking about is, who do you think was the biggest surprise on your list?
1: It was, for my list personally, it was Kirk Cousins.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I completely agree with that, but continue.
1: And uh, before I get into Kirk Cousins, the biggest surprise for me on your list was your number two, Matt Ryan. But I'll let you talk about that. Yeah, that that wasn't
0: Uh, even my biggest surprise, but keep going.
1: Kirk Cousins. um, Maybe it's because I've watched so many Redskins games, uh, given me being from the area. Um, But the way that he was able to – pull seven wins out of this dumpster fire of a team last year. And people see seven wins, they think, oh, the team's pretty good, it's okay. Well, no, they were dead last in rushing defense. They had an anemic rush-run game. Their offensive line was not the same for all 16 games of the season. They had a different offensive line every game. They had very young wide receivers. Jordan Reed was hurt. The fact that Kirk Cousins was able to will uh, seven seven wins out of this team is incredible to me. Yeah. So that's why I think when you suit him up with the, with the Minnesota Vikings, with the excellent running backs, the excellent wide receivers, uh, I'd say above average offensive line, they're fine, they're not great, you know, nothing to call home about, but they're still a good offensive line, and then a stellar defense... I can't see anything really stopping Kirk Cousins from taking the next step there.
0: Well, my biggest surprise, I was going to talk about Jared Goff, but I'll, I'll touch upon Matt Ryan. Yeah. I, I, I want to touch upon Matt Ryan because the reason why I felt that I think that he's going to end up having another really good season is we saw him play at an MVP level two years ago and he ended up taking the Atlanta Falcons to the Super Bowl. They're not in a a crazy elite offense and unit of receivers, but they're obviously very, very talented, and they very much helped him in a lot of ways. But we've also seen Matt Ryan be very consistent throughout his career. And then I just think it's also very important that they added a new young receiver to the mix who I think is going to be a mini version of Julio Jones in Calvin Ridley. Uh, Calvin Ridley might not be as fast and as big and as athletic, as Julio Jones, but he's still a big-body guy. He's about 6'3", and he ran a pretty good 40 time, if I'm correct. I think he was a sub-4'5 guy, which is very good to run at a, that type of height. I I mean, that was just at the end of the day, I felt I felt that he could make that push. He still had a good year. He still had a pretty good year. Steve Sarkeesian's a terrible offensive coordinator, in my opinion, and it yes. is like, stunting him a little bit. But I think if they figure themselves out and they figure things out, You know, more consistent and efficiently it'll be easy for Matt Ryan to get into place with all the stuff that's around him but going on to Jared Goff the only reason why I think Jared Goff is going to end up standing out is not not so much because I think he's going to be an elite quarterback he obviously has all the tools and he's just like this close like very very close to making that step forward but you have to notice, though, that the LA Rams have made a concentrated effort to build this program around him very, very quickly and make it so he can win and does not have to do as much work and be the guy to be depended on, like Carson Wentz can be in Philadelphia. You, you just gotta look at this defense. It's in, it's incredibly stacked. You got Aqib Talib now brought on, you have Marcus Peters brought on, and then you also have the Namakong Su at the end of the day that defense is going to end up carrying him but also contributing contributing to that he also has a very good offense helping him as well a strong offensive line and not to mention a newly added Brandon Cooks I just I think he's going to end up being up there the team's going to do very well and he's going to be a part of the reason
1: Yes, I can I have two points. I definitely just to the two uh points yeah. you alluded to. I think Jared Goff um could have a a very a very good statistic year. I think he could have 4000 yards and
0: 25. Well, he, he actually almost did if he played as, if he played the last game and they they weren't resting him to keep him keep him safe, he would have had 40 uh, 4000 passing yards and 30 touchdowns. But considering your point.
1: Right, right, yeah, so I'm just saying I, I can see him uh Continuing that and having a very good statistical year, I just don't know if he is. Uh, I mean, we'll see. You know, uh, he could be ready to take that next step and get a playoff win next year. But I mean, we'll we'll see. It's hard to predict when a quarterback will get their first playoff win. And to allude to your Matt Ryan point, I I recall back to when Mike Shanahan spent his first year, or Kyle Shanahan, excuse. me. Yep. Kyle Shanahan spent his first year as the OC in uh, 2015, and it didn't look that great. And then the second year, they exploded. And they were just awesome. It was an awesome offense. But I don't see that same thing happening in yeah. the second year I, under Steve Sarkeesian.
0: Yeah, I, I still really don't like Sarkeesian. I, I completely agree with you that. He's continued to show that he's an absolute mess at whatever program or level he goes to. I just...
1: I don't know. Some of the – his play calling has confused me this whole last season. And, you know, maybe I'll have to end up eating my words, and I hope I do because they're my team. But I don't see Atlanta meshing with Sarkeesian like they did with the creative Kyle Shanahan who was able to turn – I mean, (laughs) Taylor Gabriel was cut from the Browns, and, and Kyle Shanahan found a way to make him like an actual threat. Like that, that I don't think Sarkeesian can do that with any of the receivers on the team or any other offensive player. You know, I don't see how he could incorporate and find a, a gem like that in a creative fashion. I think he just wants to run uh, different plays, which is just I, I don't I don't know. I'm not buying in on Sarkeesian. That's why I can't put Matt Ryan in a top five because I don't think they're going to be able to mesh like that, and he's going to have a great year.
0: Fair point, and it's going to be interesting to see how things end up turning out for the Falcons. But going back to our lists, who do you think was the most obvious person that needed to be in your top five?
1: Well, I think we both had uh, Carson Wentz as the most obvious, but... Besides Carson Wentz. Yeah, yeah, for the sake of conversation, it would be Tom Brady. Okay. And in my article, uh, just one line that I wrote is that I'm not arrogant enough to say that Tom Brady won't be a top five quarterback because I've seen no signs of regression over his whole career. So I can't say that by by any means that he will not be a top five quarterback or perform at an elite level.
0: Okay. Uh, the so only I, the only reason why I'm not going to say Tom Brady as well is because I predicted him to have a slight drop off and move down to five. But uh, I, th- I think my okay. most obvious is, is Ben Roethlisberger. He's a little bit on um, the older side. He's 35 years old, but – He's continued to be the guy in Pittsburgh and proven to be that he can play at a Pro Bowl level if they need him to, but you also have to notice that the guys around him are always going to be what helps him the most considering that they have Antonio Brown, top three receiver in the league, Le'Veon Bell, top three running back in the league, and then also Juju Smith-Schuster who is a slowly improving young electric talent that they're using in the return game. And also in the receiving game, very much so that Ben Roethlisberger is going to continue to be the staple that he's been in the league, and I, I just I think that you can't not include him in the top five. Sometimes he's uh, here here in and out, you know, maybe top ten, but I, I just feel the 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 way that the Steelers have progressed and grown, he's going to continue to play at the level level that he's done over the past few years.
1: Yeah, I couldn't buy in on on Ben. I couldn't. I mean. My three was Philip Rivers, and your three was, uh, or I guess you had Roethlisberger at four.
0: No, I had Roethlisberger at three. Jared okay, yeah. Four.
1: So yeah, yeah, I, I had, I had Rivers. I think Rivers is gonna do better than Ben next year, but I don't know. Ben lost Martavis Bryant, and I, I don't know. I don't see. But that Martavis offense.
0: Bryant wasn't even there for that many games he was suspended for a bunch of a season I think he had some injury problems and then also not to mention it's not like he was the number one or the number one or the number two guy that he was thrown to it's all been Juju and Antonio Brown
1: just saying you lose that I'm not buying in on Juju all all Juju yet either really Uh, really What,
0: what makes you say that
1: I just I'm not buying in on him yet I think that people are getting ahead of their themselves because he has a fun name, and he's charismatic, <laughs> and he plays for the Steelers, and he plays video games, and I think people are buying in because he's so likable. But I don't know if he's that that guy yet, so I can't buy in on it. I don't well, buy in. he did. Jesse James. I don't buy in on that that full offense yet.
0: Um, he did have. Nine hundred seventeen receiving yards, fifty-eight receptions, and seven touchdowns as a rookie. I I just I think that's pretty yeah, good. He's Joe, fast. He's quick. One, I, he's going to take that next step next year.
1: Yeah, Joe. One ninth of those receiving yards came on one play in a ninety-nine yard touchdown. So let's just realistically say, uh, okay. he dropped that one ball. He drops that ball, and then he has eight hundred yards. Just because that's just one. Play.
0: Yeah, but okay, and, but you can't. That's a fair point, but you can't negate that. That's because he's a he's good at creating space and right. no, making a the distance. I, I think that you got to praise him for that more than you can knock him for it.
1: No, I would like to, but I'm just saying I'm not. It's a lot of hype, really fast for Smith Schuster, and I don't think I, I. Maybe I. It's just me, but I don't think that the Steelers' offense is going to propel uh, Big Ben to the next level to be a top five quarterback. Uh, more than Phillip Rivers' offense will.
0: All right, fair point. Last question we have talking about our lists is, who do you think that you did not include but has been considered to be an elite quarterback, or not so much an elite quarterback, but has shown out that is going to have a drop-off next season? Like, a a, a significant one.
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um,
0: I can tell you who I'm thinking if you need a second.
1: I can... I have two. Okay. I'll, if if you go, you give me yours first.
0: Um. Okay. Alex Smith, and the reason why oh. I think that, and I, it's an interesting one. It's he's Pro Football Focus had him at seven, and that's oh, wow. analytics based. So that those numbers usually don't lie that much. He also has has been pretty good statistically. He had a slight drop off in his play towards the second half of the year. But there were some concerns with the play calling and not really feeding to the offensive strengths. Um, apparently, that they're they're very a uh, big home run team and they weren't really calling as many deep throws towards the end of the season. But I just he's not going to do well in Washington. I don't think so. I he's he's older. He's over thirty. He's over the hump, and not to mention that I feel that he's been getting some help from guys like Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and a newly added Kareem Hunt. And he doesn't have much to work with. I mean, you were talking about how the Washington Redskins really don't have much for the support of Kirk Cousins in the past, and he was able to make something out of nothing. I just don't think I don't think Alex Smith is, is that type of guy. He he's, he proved that when he was with the 49ers.
1: You know, that's a fair point. That's a good. Uh, I can't disagree with anything you said there. Uh, my quarterback, I would say, is going to be Russell Wilson.
0: Wow, that's a good one. I was yeah. I was thinking that, but I didn't want to particularly say it because I think that would have drawn more criticism. But I, I yeah I completely agree with that. I think
1: that the team is. I mean, it's so hard to say that about the Seahawks when yeah. Pete Carroll's a great coach and Russell Wilson's so phenomenal. But you know the offensive line is awful. Their defense is getting stripped. It's I, not I think it, the,
0: the defense team, they have isn't even the same that, it, that yeah, was in the past.
1: I don't think it's nearly the same team that they had during uh, their almost dynasty of a of a team i mean they were all i i know dynasty refers to champions championships but that team was just elite for i'd say a stretch of three to four years no one wanted to play him so i would consider it that a uh, one one notch lower than a dynasty and he doesn't have that anymore so i don't know i don't think that he will be able to carry all the weight on his shoulders but i'm not going to like I'm gonna I'm not gonna say that he can't. I just don't predict that he will.
0: I, I completely agree. It's proven that they have lost a lot of a lot of their key pieces defensively, but if you look at their draft, they did nothing to solve their problems. I get it. You took Rashad Penny, which was which was good for you guys, you could have gotten him in the second round. But now now you have I like the penny pick. I I do too, but you could have waited and and sought after a more pressing need, which is particularly the offensive line, and there were guys available. But I look Penny might be their guy running the ball, maybe another Marshawn Lynch because he is a big body guy that loves to run through contact. He's not huge, but They they didn't bother to help fix the offensive line problem, and they really didn't make a ton of moves to help their defense either in the offseason or in the draft. They are literally in limbo right now from where they were last year as far as getting better. If not, they might have also gotten worse. Russell Wilson's not going to be able to get the job done, in my opinion.
1: Here, Joe, I got one question for you. All right. How come you did not include Aaron Rodgers in your top five?
0: I did not include him. Because they lost Jordy Nelson. So now he only really has Randall Cobb to work with. Obviously, they have Jimmy Graham now.
1: What about uh, Devontae Adams? I guess they do
0: have Devontae Adams, who's proven to be better. Uh, here's my problem with it. Their offensive line is okay, but it's not consistent. Bakhtiari's good. But, yeah, but like they have, uh, across the board, they're not the same offensive line that Aaron Rodgers had earlier in his career. Right. And... They have no running back. They have no running back. What do you got? Joe Adams, and then you got Ty Montgomery, who was previously a receiver, who sometimes he looks good. Sometimes he does not look anything like a running back. And I I really don't – I can't see a season where he's not going to miss time due to injury. I think he's at that point in his career where he has less to work with around him, and he's got less of a support staff, and he's also not in a good climate with his coaching staff. I, I just I can't imagine that he's going to one. He's probably going to have a good season statistically, and he's probably going to help them win more games than they should. But the one thing that I want to point out is, I think he's going to probably get hurt again.
1: Oh, uh, Joe, you had me until the injury thing. I, it's a fair I, I point agree. though. I agree. with. I know it's. A, I got gotcha. you. I agree with all your points prior. But I'm. I'm just my ideologies. I don't revolve around injuries. Like I don't revolve around the 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 constant fear of that. And it's fine that you do. That's your that's your ideology, Mine's yeah. mine, uh, And I, I've accepted that from you, but I, I, I'm sitting here like, oh, I just know what's coming.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I knew you had a feeling that I was going to bring it
1: up. All right, Joe, one more question for you. Just make it quick. Who yeah. do you think will be the best? Well, this is because Matt Miller would not answer the question. For oh, us God. On- <laughs> <laughs> Who will be the best uh, rookie or second-year quarterback in this next year?
0: I would just like to point out a little bit of backstory on the on Sean's comment that he made. I, I texted him. I said, all right, we're going to talk about top five quarterbacks. So write a quick little article. We're going to post it on Holonis, And um, he... Where are we going to post it? Holoness. And I, Sp- I told Sp- you, H-O-L-O-N-I-S. It's basically acting as our website. Let's just create articles and stuff. Check Perfect, us out on thanks. there. Get to the point. But he texts me... By the way, if Matt Miller responds, I'm gonna use what he says, and and I'm like, wait a minute, you can't ask someone else for their opinion. I'm asking for yours. Do your own analysis. <laughs> Look at the just, stats. <laughs> do what I did.
1: It was just gonna be one. I, was just, I, was just I know.
0: I I just thought it was funny. I'm like, this guy really is gonna do this. This is a cheap shot. That that's like that's like LeBron saying or not. I I don't think I'm going comparison. I'm I'm just saying instead of him it's like it's like a low level talent saying like I bet you I could beat you in a game of basketball but LeBron's gonna help me (laughs) like that that, like that's how I feel feel. you think he's really a LeBron I don't think he's a LeBron but like that was just like coming to the top of my head he's probably more of like a uh, you, think think he like he's, you think he's just grumpy he's probably like we, a Damian Lillard I he does not like us I've tweeted him with my personal account just like simple questions he refuses to answer me uh, why don't you like me Matt Miller I love uh, you I want to be you and you won't respect <laughs> me
1: probably because we we took such a close page out of his book for the, for the, uh, the podcast uh, formatting
0: oh the, the god logo. you mean the logo
1: yeah <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. I don't care either. But it, I'm just I just mean, saying, yeah. you think he actually noticed that?
0: No, I don't think it's that. It's I don't think it's as as did. similar as you might point out. If 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 someone said something you'd be like, "Oh, I can't say I see it, but I I tried to make it very different."
1: He responds to all the I don't know, the Easter et- the easter eggs on twitter like the yeah. egg profile people but he won't respond to us and i'm like well he's got to have seen the profile he has to have. oh 100 for the so, amount
0: that we've tweeted at him he has to have seen it i right. just don't get why he responds to like the dumbest questions and then he gets yeah. in arguments with people over politics like why yeah. can't you just talk to me about football
1: yeah do, do you think lamar jackson will play next year and then matt miller goes off like like that's not a real
0: question <laughs> come on or but it's even better. I like it. It's almost as if he likes to start arguments that he knows he's gonna win, but doesn't like to make points that require any like real thought. No knock, no knocking him. I'm not saying he's lazy and like doesn't doesn't. He's not confident in himself. But I'm just saying like if you look at it, all the arguments that he starts are people that have no clue what they're talking about. Like yeah. literally, not even close.
1: He's fighting the casual sports fan, man. It's hard. Not to even. It, it's or, like, it's he's, fighting he's, like so, he, he's fighting like
0: so. He's fighting forty-year-old moms that say they're like Seahawks fans, uh, and then yeah. like get offended over the Rashad Penny pick. Uh. <laughs> they're like, Rashad Penny is going to be a great quarter or a great running back for us next year, and then he he's sitting here roasting them. Meanwhile, they have no clue what they're talking about.
1: No clue. Yeah.
0: But, uh okay. <laughs> uh, going into the question you asked me, though. So, the question he asked was, who of the first and second-year quarterbacks do I think is going to stand out and have a good year? So, I know you're going to say Deshaun Watson just because you love Deshaun Watson. You don't um, know what I'm going to say. You know who I'm going to say I think is going to shock some people? Josh Rosen.
1: Don't say Rosen. No.
0: Because I think that Sam Bradford's going to get hurt. And okay. he's not going to start out that well, and they're just going to be like, you know, Josh Rosen, go out there, go play football, just go, just go do something. And he's throwing to Larry Fitzgerald for for crying out loud. Goodness. He's going to do better than you would think. He's not going to have like a you know a three thousand five hundred yard season, but I think he could throw for maybe ten to fifteen touchdowns if he got some significant playing time. The only okay, the only reason though I say Rosen's going to play though or is going to stand out is just because he's the most. Not most ready to play, he is. But he's in the best situation to play.
1: Better than Darnold, and Allen.
0: Darnold's not going to play. Dar- Darnold is not going to because there's two guys ahead of him that they're gonna they're gonna use and get as much out of them as they can before they go to uh, before they go to to Darnold. The only reason that I'm saying that is, you know. Josh McCown has had a pretty good season last year, and then also they want to see what they can get out of Teddy Bridgewater. And by the time they figure that out, it's going to be like week ten at at, the, at a minimum. And then and then going on to Allen, I think AJ McCarron's going to end up playing a, a very big portion of the season. The the Bills are going to do better than people think they will.
1: Oh, I love the Bills Mafia, man! All up in, I'm all in on the Bills. Shout out to my family in Buffalo Uh uh-huh shout out to the Tricos all right um (laughs) so who do you think I'm taking Joe
0: um I feel like you're gonna say Josh Rosen because you were so annoyed that I said Josh Rosen
1: no Deshaun Watson
0: oh okay I was right (laughs) over under on how many games he plays before he tears something
1: who Deshaun Deshaun Watson. Watson uh he goes over 10 (laughs)
0: Wait, wait. <laughs> you don't even have wait, wait, faith wait. he's gonna get a full season in? Oh my do, god.
1: <laughs> do muscles count? Are we including like a torn hamstring or groin or something?
0: Muscles are very, very bad to tear.
1: Okay, yeah. They're worse.
0: Over. They're almost worse than ligaments. Those he's are. Over. They're a lot harder to recover. 10, from. He plays
1: at least ten games. Okay. All right.
0: I'll give you that.
1: What's your over under? He <laughs> tears something.
0: I think he's gonna play. I I think ten's fair. I think that he's a good. A good durable guy, and he's shown that through college. But I, I think he's going to take too many hits. He likes to run a lot, like okay. a lot. He's not afraid. He's not afraid to put the play in his own hands, and we saw that in college. And we started to see that when they were giving him playing time last year.
1: going pull out on him, though. Tell you what.
0: Yeah. All right. So that is going to wrap things us up for here. At get to the point. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram, at GTTP Podcast. Also check us out on Holonis, H-O-L-O-N-I-S. Get to the point. We have been putting out some content based on some football stuff, but we're also tweeting it out if you want to check out as well. And we're also on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, the podcast app, and also SoundCloud. Follow us, subscribe, do whatever you can, help support us. And then the most obvious one that we point out every time shoot us your questions i kept tweeting at least four times in the last few days maybe maybe two or three somewhere around there asking for questions did not get a single one but i know you're busy we don't have a huge audience yet we want to hear from you though
1: no they're not busy it takes 15 seconds to tweet we have been groveling for DMs.
0: Please, hey, d- don't call out. Don't call out our minimal fan base that we oh, have right no, now. We love out the listeners, you. Joe. We I'm love you. Call
1: them out. <laughs> I'm staking their names to the door, like Martin Luther. Oh God. DM us, please. We want to interact with the people and build a repertoire with our fans. It's all we want.
0: One thing I can guarantee is that we will be the first to respond to you compared to any other podcast if you tweet at them dm them whatever we will be very quick to respond and talk to you we have just the two of us but we don't have a lot of people to talk to yet so we have plenty of time on our hands and would love to hear what you have to say
1: we got nothing but time (laughs) Just, just come on people please we want to interact with you
0: all right that is going to Call it for today's show. This is Joe DeLeon and with Sean Anderson calling in. Thank you for tuning in, folks. Check out us on our multiple social media platforms, and thank you for listening.